I have a reservation. I'm checking in. Instant Hotel. Thanks for checking in to Checking In, an Instant Hotel podcast. I'm Jackson. And I'm John. And this week we'll be discussing episode three of season two of the Netflix uh, ratings juggernaut, uh, Instant Hotel. Um, you all might be wondering what's uh, been going on. Where's this pod been? And the answer to that is um, it's not a priority. <laughs> It's not a huge priority for us. Um, it's also our favorite thing to do, but it's also, you know, it's like our favorite thing to do, but we just can never find the time for it. I think that we were also both really involved in um, the For Your Consideration campaign for the Emmys for this show. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot about it all was the legwork we did there. Absolutely shut out. Um, Juliet and Lawrence, whatever his last name is, were not, uh, were not nominated for reality hosts. The show was not nominated for a reality competition show. Um, Which I think is a travesty because RuPaul now just automatically wins every year. And she stopped trying like five seasons ago. Like as soon as she started getting nominated, it was the same time she quit trying. Yeah. And you can see... The visible effort on Juliet and L.L. Bean's faces as they're, uh, you know, being attacked by flies or in a windstorm or any of the other things that happen in Cooper PD. Um, but this week we are luckily not in Cooper PD. We are not. We are back in back like we've ever been there. We are in the lovely area of Portsea, which is in the um, Melbourne area i guess we are two hours outside of melbourne so i don't know if you would consider that but uh my limited Aust like australian knowledge tells me that it's a really big place and there's not a lot going on for large stretches of it so the fact that you're within like three a hours of the city drive means that you are in the city it is crazy this is not what i learned about australia this week but i do often think about australia as a tiny island in my head and then the show reminds me that it's just like a giant place. It's mostly a desert. Yeah. I don't feel that way at all. I think about it as a, an absolutely massive place that it has like three areas where people live, which I guess in my mind is Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah. Um, if I had to tell you where they are on a map, they're all on the coast in a sort of triangle, all very far from each other. I don't think that's entirely accurate though, because, um, Correct me if I'm wrong. I do not think I included the capital of Australia on my list of places that exist in Australia, which is it's Queensland. I think it's Queensland. And then we look this up. The only other thing that exists is on the other coast is Perth. Right. Which I don't know much about. Which Perth. Is, Perth is just the girl who's alone at her own <laughs> lunch table. <laughs> but that's all I know about her. Um, is Queensland the capital of Australia? <laughs> Or is that New Zealand? I'm going to sound really stupid if it's not New Zealand. What is New Zealand? Um, Queensland is an Australian state covering the continent's northeast. Um, 
Oh, the capital Brisbane is flanked by the Golden Sunshine Coast. The Sunshine Coast is where we went with our beautiful Justin. Yeah. Um. So Queensland is a, a state. state. And Brisbane is the capital of it. But Brisbane is not the capital of Australia. Just search for what the capital <laughs> of Australia is. What is the capital of Australia? Um, okay, one second. So I really want to know what this is because I can't remember it off the top of my head for sure. And Kirby likes to quiz me on that. He'll ask me all the time, what is the capital of Australia? And I'm um, like, I don't know. What is it? Canberra. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, that was not even on. Like, that was The national not... capital was initially Melbourne. Okay. But it Heard is no it. longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, why... Uh, why is Canberra the capital city of Australia? And why do we hear nothing about it? Uh, it was chosen because it was already settled and good land for building a city on. Well, there um, you go. Maybe season uh, three or four will take us to a nice instant hotel in Canberra, which I assume looks like Albany, New York, because that's what I assume all capitals kind of look like, just kind of the same, very municipal. Oh, I feel like, okay, so I think the issue really is that Mel- Melbourneians uh-huh. and Sydneyites, which are not <laughs> what you've heard of them as, uh, neither wanted the capital be in the other place. And so it's sort of like, a, oh, how it's like, like Washington, D.C. was just uh, available. Like decided, at the time. like, here's some land. We'll yeah. make a capital city there, even though no one really wanted to want live it there. there. Got it. So it feels like Canberra was just built into a city. Um, if you're Australian and listening, um, <laughs> please ignore this section. Please ignore our um, massive ignorance as we then go on to speak about Australia, uh, pretending to be experts. Um, so it is time for us to do our power rankings for the week. Um, if you all don't remember from the last episode, we rank each week um, where we think people are going to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, before the episode. Before the episode. So this does not include what happens uh, at um, Jay and Leah's house. Um, So, John, who is in your last place? Okay, my last place was Raz and Mark. Again, I really don't think that anybody can stoop lower than their Flintstones (laughs) existence beneath the surface of the ground. Mole people status. Um, My last place is also Raz and Mark. (laughs) (laughs) In, like, the brief period of time where we've been away from recording, I do slightly regret uh, how vitriolic <laughs> my language was towards Raz. I do think they are, uh, they're okay people. Um, <laughs> you've shown so much growth. That's amazing. Thank you. Now in third, I'm going to put Gene and Sharon. Wow. I don't really know why. I just feel like they are a solid three for me. So my third is Jane Leah. Um, I which feel I like we're switching off on. I know. I I don't remember. I think I had thought that they could be like just children of massive wealth. But as we've gotten to know them, I think they're normal people. And normal people have no place winning reality TV competitions. Mm. Um, That's a fair point. They do seem surprisingly normal. Yeah, they are like not. Everybody else on this show is kind of for anything. Even Debbie and Justin, who obviously we both love, it's like, what's he doing with his mom? Where's yeah, the dad? There's like, what's some happening? weird desperation happening there. Yeah, there's, again, way too much emphasis put on the fact that this is Debbie's retirement plan. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you just invest in a retirement plan? But, um, <laughs> That being said, Justin and Debbie are in my second place. Um, okay. 
which I think is dropping down. I think I had them in first before. Wow, wig. So you were not impressed with the... um. So I was, but I thought that the like scores they received from their castmates would be kind of easy to beat because I feel like people really nagged them hard. Interesting. My second place is Jay and Leah, um, just because I think that they're very attractive and I think that people like attractive people. In it general, is, it is magnetic to look at them. Right. It's magnetic to look at them. So I think that they're going to get good scores just on the fact that it's like, oh, they're nice. They're young. They're really like seem well groomed, etc. I don't know. Thea has those beautiful eyebrows. Yes. Um, my number one right now is shockingly Jean and Sharon. Oh, wow. Um, I did this because I feel like they are, you know, it's still early, but I'm just going to swing and a miss maybe. But we haven't seen their place and... They could have something up their sleeves. Uh, my number one is Debbie and Justin because I just think that they are uh, just a mother-son duo. It's so lovable. I think that everybody's going to really vote for them higher than they did. I will say that they like, will other people. The economic stakes have really been set for Debbie and <laughs> Justin. And like it is hard for people to root against yeah. her when they know that it, this could mean like her having to go back to work in a factory yeah i mean that's bleak if you've ever watched another netflix show called grand designs where people build like the modern house of their dreams this is just a quick aside um they frequently go massively over budget on like their retirement dream houses and it's very sad because they're the people who build these houses will be like, well, I was retired, but now I have to go back to work to help pay for this That's house. Horrible. It's really dark. It happens almost every episode and the narrator has no sympathy for them. Um, but yeah, just a quick aside. Okay. So now that we've gotten through our power rankings, let's talk about this episode. Okay. I have another quick aside, which is so that John and I are in a conference room at work recording this and um, there's a beverage refrigerator in here because they've been having investor meetings in here all week and in the beverage freezer or refrigerator there are capri suns even though these are very grown men uh, taking these meetings and i just realized that the straw plastic that i'm playing with in front of me is very clearly from a capri sun <laughs> which means that one of the investors <laughs> had a capri sun today during a meeting that. yeah and that's huge anyway we, we are not courting um child investors despite what it may seem <laughs> or maybe we are there are just some really deep pocketed vcs that are run by like uh, eight-year-olds yeah so that's named really like crazy. ridley or <laughs> stanley i don't know what kids are named these days um okay so those are our power rankings so john take us to jay and leah's all right so we're going to portsea um so Jay and Leah's house is described as a beach shack with brightness. So on the exterior, it looks a little bit shabby, especially that's what all the guests say is they are not impressed with the exterior. And then the inside is, in my mind, a bit of a hodgepodge of pastel colored walls and just brightness. Um, I would say that it's an overall cute place. I think some of the colors are a little bit over the top for me, but everybody seems to like the colors. Yeah, it does feel like a place that is just, like, homey in a way. It's yeah. a little suburban, but, like, it does feel like you'd be there with a group of friends and, like, 
easily just relax into it. It feels like a cottage, though. It doesn't feel like a suburban house, which is kind of nice, at least to me. Right, yeah. It doesn't look like a... Like, it It looks like a, you know, like, it, it looks like a cottage or a cabin where, you know, I mean, that's part of it is it has one bathroom. Like, you're sharing a bathroom. The rooms are kind of small. Like, it's not like a big house that has, like, you know, f- three full baths. And right. Like, uh, you know, a bunch of like a dining room or anything. Really and a powder room. Like it's like they don't even have a powder yeah, room. Yeah, they don't have like a half bath. They have one full bath, period. That's it. And that will cause trouble. Um, it's 250 a night. So everybody agrees that that's really affordable. Great deal. Whether or not they want to stay there, like whether or not they would want to spend their money there is a different question. But it's definitely a great deal. Yeah, I mean, I do find like the pricing very interesting because on this show it sort of feels like people are comparing like apples or pretending like everything is apples to apples like oh well someone else's is like nine hundred dollars a night but it's like that this one's in a suburb versus uh like justin and debbie's which is also kind of in a suburb but like a suburb that's on the beach yeah so i feel like they're not good at that um the other thing that i wrote down about this is just jay and leah talking about it they're just a hot couple like they're so hot they're just beautiful together they're one of those couples where, like, their beauty level is raised by them being together. Where Absolutely, I feel like yeah. They are having, like, the sum of them together is greater than the parts or whatever that saying is. Like, yeah. they have good synergy together where it raises them up. They're just beautiful watching them talk to each other. It's like, oh. I do. I, I like to see them interact. I <laughs> <laughs> love to see it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so at Jay and Leah's... Um, uh, do we have any uh, Ramona Singer action fighting over the bedrooms? Um, yes. So they get in and immediately everybody's fighting over the bedrooms. I can't remember if I mentioned this in the last episode because it's been so long. Um, but uh, they really get into a lot of like game theory with it where people are like, well, we're not going to take the master bedroom next time because I bet Gene and Shara ha- Sharon have a great one. So like we might as well stick it out and hope for better things. And then the other ones are like, well, I'm going to avoid it for some, you know, it's just, it's a lot happening for this master suite in rooms that all seem relatively similar to me. Yeah. They, there's a lot of scheming. It does kind of feel like all of them this season, like watched a reality show and we're like, Oh, this is what you do on a reality show. Yeah. Because it feels like kind of unnatural when they're discussing it. Um, and so Jean and Sharon get the master suite again, but they have to make a bargain, uh, which is that they have to cook dinner. Yes. And we will get to that. Um, also, driving in, they kind of do that classic trope that they love on Instant Hotel, where it's like, we're starting on the beach, and then it's like, and we're driving, and we're driving, and the beach turns into the suburbs. And so everybody's like, this isn't the beach at all. Right. Um but yeah, they seem to be far from the beach because when they go to their first activity, which isn't even a beach, but like it's 30 minutes away. So it seems like they're far from anything you would want to do on a vacation. Right. I do. Yeah, I find that very interesting. But it's like, what is a long distance in Australia? Is 30 minutes reasonable? We have no idea. I don't know. If you're an Australian listener, please let us know. Yeah, we need the intel like what's it what's an average drive for you right to go to an activity i can't imagine it's like less than i don't know an hour (laughs) i'm making a lot of assumptions here but how much could uh (laughs) (laughs) what what does she even say 
How it's much one banana? banana. <laughs> Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Thank you. <laughs> that was a failed quote from Arrested Development. Um, okay, so they go to their first activity. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I'm not I even running there too yet. fast. You have so many. Notes. I'm not even there yet because I need to point out two other things. In the rules, they say, "Don't touch. Don't even breathe on the shells because the shells have been collected from all over the world and they're very special to them." Oh yeah. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, if you hadn't mentioned it, nobody would touch the shells because mm-hmm. they're shells. And it's just like, they're just like, like a decor. which another aside, I love. And by love, I mean, like, I kind of love hate. I love people who do like a um, in one of the bathrooms of their house, give it like a beach theme, no matter where they are, <laughs> like anywhere in the country. Like and this is, I think, more of an American thing. But like anywhere, if you're in like New Jersey, if you're in Michigan, if you're in Utah or whatever, it's just yeah, it like, OK, matter. this is going to be beachy. <laughs> There's going to be like shells in a little jar. There's going to be shell shaped soaps. There's going to be like a little boat painting like this is the beach bathroom. <laughs> I love that. I I'm just so fascinated because it's just like, why? Like, water is in there, I guess. I just love it. I think people just feel freer with <laughs> when bathroom. A bathroom. Yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> there's got to be a toilet, so <laughs> we're just going to decorate around that. But there is my... I am only picturing those mirrors that the frame is covered <laughs> yes. in shells. And I think my grandmother made one herself um, and has it in one of her bathrooms. And exactly. It's really setting me. I love that. So anyways, that's just something I love. <laughs> oh, and the other thing I wanted to point out is when they arrive. So first they're doing this whole thing of like, oh, are we at the beach? Like, we're going to be at the beach. This is where millionaires live. And then they're like driving. And they're like, this isn't the beach. This is suburbs. But then Sharon gets out and is so confused and is like acting <laughs> like her outfit is inappropriate for this where she is wearing like honestly she looks amazing she's wearing animal print tight pants a red tight sweater that like is literally looks like it was knit onto her body that's how well it fits her and a matching beret and then like literally the heels of my eight-year-old dreams like seven inch black (laughs) heels they are she looks amazing but she's like very like fake confused as like this outfit is not appropriate for this suburb, but it's like, you all thought you were going to a beach. Like this was not an appropriate (laughs) beach look either. So anyways, she fulfills several gay fantasies with that outfit and she looks incredible. So I just wanted to bring it out um, and shout out Sharon for that. Shout out her. Um, All right. Can we talk about activities now? Yes. Now I'm ready to talk about the activities. Okay. So the activities that we go on are, fantastic yes um because we get to go wine tasting and then we also get to go um sausage packing yes not to be confused with sausage dogs from the last episode (laughs) this is literal edible sausage um much like justin this is literal edible sausage (laughs) um so what what they, they in what order are the activities? They make the sausage first. No, right? they do the wine tasting. Oh my first. god! Okay, and so at wine tasting, we learn that uh, Sharon is a regular sommelier. Yeah, she's Sharon's got a lot of feelings on notes. Full tasting notes, full um, uh, uh, back palate feelings she's and a lot of instructions on how to like properly swirl and sip and breathe in yeah so regular tour of italy debbie says something that is so mom i could die she says in a uh 
an off, you know, a talking head interview, she says that she knows a little bit about something about wine because she's in a wine club with some of her friends and like, but she doesn't need to tell everybody that. And I'm I just know. like, wow, that was a mom line if I've ever heard one. I would. And Justin's just like blushing next to her. And I'm like, oh, Justin. I'm sorry, but if I came over to Debbie's house for wine club and I saw Justin there, I would (laughs) absolutely be like, sorry, I need to go get something from my car and go fuck her son. Like me as like, just like imagining I'm a fellow mom (laughs) in this world. Like, and I have a son Justin's age. I would still go fuck Justin. I'm sorry. I have to get something from my car. I love that. And then you just like very noticeably walk upstairs. I mean, okay. I can take Justin. I'm like, it doesn't matter where it happens. I'm just like, it's happening. Um, okay, so that's wine tasting. So that's wine tasting. Not that much interesting happens. Now, sausage making is, um, even as somebody who eats meat, and I, you know, sausage is fine. I don't really love it, but I don't hate it. Like, watching them make it is. <laughs> absolutely revolting <laughs> like the casing that they're putting on the machine yeah like casings I mean, are so it's, gross it's literally like how the sausage like you don't want to see how the sausage is made we don't yeah and um yeah so it's really nasty obviously gene and sharon are vile with it like oh yeah a lot of really crude jokes gene like absolutely smashes it through the machine and like, way too fast the tubing it's like it's so nasty. Watching the tubing go over the little like spout nozzle. that the meat comes out of. The meat so, nozzle. <laughs> it's so nasty to watch. I like, ugh, it's just overwhelming. Also, it's really important to note that they do all of this outdoors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, after witnessing the fly infestation of Cooperpedia, I really had trouble watching this sausage making without imagining it just like swarming with fly larva i mean <laughs> i'm sure it was now justin starts making sausage and he really has the touch and he is cranking it out at an appropriate speed it's coming out really consistent he's catching it with his other hand in a way that um made me feel things that i didn't want to feel well i did want to feel them but not I about no i was gonna feel not at the sausage making he does a beautiful job and proves that even um like packing ground meat into lamb intestine is can be a sensual experience um and so after we make the sausage we gotta take the sausage home uh before that they jump into a hot spring and there's not that much exciting except they all seem to enjoy it oh yeah and then they take the sausage home and they took the sausage home. And so, as we mentioned earlier, Gene and Sharon, uh, in exchange for taking yet another master suite, um, have to cook dinner. And so the dinner they cook is uh, just sauteing massive <laughs> tubes of sausage. It's just sausage. Um, seemingly just like in its own fat. Yeah. In a frying, a very crowded frying pan. <laughs> and then like, Something I hate is when people cut food when it's in a frying pan. Why? It just because like you're gonna like scrape the pan, you're oh. gonna mess up the knife, and like there's just something about it that's like <laughs> like it, revolting like, to me. Yeah, it feels like someone who's like very sloppy in the kitchen. Like I don't trust really? that you wash your hands if you will cut food that's with a knife in a frying pan. I feel like then your whole kitchen's dirty. Oh wow. Um, okay. you just, you shouldn't watch other people cook. 
I mean, that's true. I don't really think about that kind of stuff, but I can't really cook. And I would say that I don't like to watch that because I feel like I'm going to hear the knife scrape against the bottom of the pan oh, yeah. in a really unattractive way. Um, but anyways. Anyway, so Sharon cuts into a sausage in the frying pan like that. And I'm like, I couldn't eat any of this food. <laughs> now, <laughs> before I was fine, but <laughs> now it's dead to me. Um, and so while they're doing that, uh, Raz, Mark, Justin, and Debbie are sitting outside chatting and... Uh, they're talking about first impressions and Raz says that when she first saw Justin and Debbie, uh, she thought that Debbie might be a cougar and Justin was her much younger lover. And to that, I say that would be me if I was in Debbie's wine club. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Raz is almost on the money, except it wasn't Debbie. It was Jackie. Jackie and Justin are uh, in a very just loving May, December romance. Um, and something that I was really feeling this episode is the lack of, uh, youth energy, which I've complained about before in this season. Um, but with Jay and Leah gone, uh, because we're scoring their house, um, Justin really just feels like a young man on an Island alone with his mom and these yeah. other very old people. Well, I mean, that's also true because the past two episodes, like the episode before this was Debbie and Justin. So we haven't had both like oh, all right. three of the young people together since the first episode in Cooper PD. So yeah, things are feeling a little bit, um, yeah, just, baby boomer. I don't know if they use that over there, but it just, it does baby feel boomer. like it's not, <laughs> not, that's right now. Baby boomer. Actually, they call them Rue boomers. <laughs> Oh, Joey Boomers. Hey, little Joey Boomer. <laughs> Rue Boomer. <laughs> um, is Rue Kangas Roo, yeah. in Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, but it's not a um, catch-all term for any Joey. <laughs> for any Joey. Um, okay. Rue Boomer. <laughs> <Roo> boomers. Um, <laughs> nope, that's it. Uh, we're going long this episode. So, yeah, there's just... They didn't really like plan this right because they're is a sexual energy between <laughs> Justin, Jay, and Leah. Yes. And what the viewers at home want is to really feel that energy, and they've kept it from us, so I'm excited for the episode following this one to maybe see the potential there. Agree. But um, I do miss the part, like, if we're going to have boomers, they need to be partiers. Like, yeah. I need that babe energy of, like, oh my god, that's right, I have my daughter, and she's going to black out <laughs> with me. Yeah. Like, I'm going to black out harder. <laughs> yeah, I'll be up much later than bon bondi um like bondi will uh, wake me up in the morning <laughs> yeah um okay so the next morning um the biggest issue of course is the fact that there is one bathroom and one shower so that leads to a lot of people fighting over it which like i think is fair because despite the fact that it's like yeah you're going to you're going on a vacation, like, okay, it's a couple nights, you can share a bathroom. Like, right. I don't want to share a bathroom ever, really, with anybody except for my um, boyfriend slash fiance, Kirby. <laughs> I love that we're calling him boyfriend slash fiance. Well, just to give him a gender. <laughs> um, um, okay, so I... My man fiance. <laughs> my man fiance. My male fiance. I agree. I think that you can dock points for a bathroom because, like, if I was looking at listings for multiple three bedrooms like i would absolutely choose one of the two bathrooms over one bathroom at yeah. least. like i'm sorry but the idea of having to use a 
bathroom immediately after say like mark like <laughs> absolutely bombed it <laughs> like you know he doesn't take clean shots like <laughs> i'm sorry oh my it's word it's like there's just not enough like matches no, on earth there's not to enough. clear the air i know yeah no that's why i don't want to share a bathroom with like literally anybody um so so anyway anyways that seems frustrating i would um, if I was staying in the house, I'd be like, well, we can, you know, save some water and I'll hop in with Justin. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Well, that's the thing is Mark thinks it's funny to take the shower head out and Justin is the one who discovers it. So we do get a nice few scenes of Justin shirtless and uh, he's built. And like, he's really trying to figure out how to put the shower back together. Yeah. He's not necessarily the smartest man, mm-hmm. but... I don't need that. No, that's not. Neither am I. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not looking for it, and I'm not smart. Um, So that that really is frustrating to watch. And there's just like the shower antics Mm. um, with Raz and Mark getting the shower first because Mark played a prank. Right. Uh, I mean, it's also just like I would rather like jump out this window right now and then have to share a shower with five other people or four other people, I guess that I just met, <laughs> especially when two of and them are my mom. <laughs> and my mom. Like that is a nightmare. Yeah. And all of the, like at some point, Gene like brushes his teeth in the kitchen, which yeah, I hate, hate to see it. <laughs> That's akin to cutting food in a frying pan. It's Not just like, worse. No, uh, they're both bad. As long as there's no, and also, oh, it is. It's worse because people are cooking while he's brushing his teeth. Oh yeah, it's like one thing if you just nasty. like utilize the second sink, but there's like active kitchen work going on while you're right. No, that's doing gross. grooming. It's absolutely unacceptable. Um, okay, so something that we haven't mentioned, but we'll come up because we're getting into scoring, is that all the sheets in this house are dirty. There are stains on them. Everyone finds hairs <laughs> in their bed. Several people decide to, like, sleep on towels <laughs> as if, like, the towels are cleaner than the sheets. Um, anyway, so that plays a big part in the scoring. Um, I don't remember how we did this last time, but should we review what scores everyone yeah. received? Let's do that. Okay, so Gene and Sharon gave it a five. Debbie and Justin gave it a six. And Raz and Mark gave it a three. So that three is violent. <laughs> three. Especially since the worst thing that happened, minus the hair and the, on the sheets, is like them making showers yeah. more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the three, obviously, they are like, they have motivation to do that because at this point, they are in second place. And so if they can stay in second place, they can advance to the finals. Right. So they have, like, a lot of motivation to do that. But still, I think it's cruel. Hate to see it. I don't think it's playing fair. No. And it does seem like everyone else is playing, like, at least pretending a semi-fair game. Yeah. Yeah. So when you see something this strategic, it it does feel dirty. It feels very um, whatever their names were from season one. Mm, The fussy couple. No, um, the ones who lived in the mansion in Sydney that uh, had the moldy like fountain. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, of yes. It. I don't remember their names. I feel like their names are like Mike yeah. and something. Yeah. Um, um, and then 
our good friends, Juliet and L.L. Bean. Yeah. So they um, first we didn't talk about when they went through. They thought it looked kind of shabby from the exterior, but they loved the interior. They loved the colors. They said that, you know, they really they noticed and um, uh, Jay kind of talked to the viewers, but not to them about the fact that the house had been in his family for a long time. And I think that they could tell that it was just like a very loved house and they really liked it. They also found a hair on the sheets, so they were not immune to that aspect of it but um anyways so they each gave a seven which i think is where i i don't i I have no evidence to back this up because i don't remember but i feel like most of the time they are grading at or a little bit below where the rest of the contestants are grading so i feel like it was weird that they gave it a seven and everybody else was knocking it down although they didn't have to shower there so yeah and i do feel like Especially later into the season, people start getting more strategic yeah, with their scoring. And so then the judges' scores start to stand out as, like, sort of, like, accurate more barometers. Accurate. Like, I remember, like, in season one, when we go to Babe and Bondi's, uh, they got some aggressively low scores yeah. um, from people. And then the judges' scores were, like, eights. Or maybe it was just Juliet's score because L.L. Bean didn't exist then. <laughs> he did not. Um yeah, so what would your score be here? I would say my score would be a six because, I don't know, I'm just not that into the house overall. And to me, the showers would be kind of a non-starter no matter how affordable it is. What's yours? I am with you on it being a six. I think where the showers would be an issue, finding or feeling like sheets were not clean is upsetting in an airbnb i remember i stayed in airbnb in vermont once oh my god when we met oh really vermont sucks and i felt like the sheets were technically clean but like where like the bed had been made like a month before and then like no one had slept in it in that way that like it was like very dusty dust yeah and so i felt very sneezy when i got into it that's gross and i've never stayed in an airbnb or what? any sort of instant hotel concept. Oh, my goodness. No, I don't wow, think it's need, for me. We need to make that happen. I don't think so. Um, I, yeah, I will be staying in one for a wedding. I just was on a thread about booking one today. Cute. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be some shared bathroom issues because there's mm. six people in two and a half baths. That's not so it bad. Doesn't, it doesn't seem terrible. Patrick is a little concerned. Well. Um. Okay, so that was this week's episode. Hold on. Let's just confirm they got 28 total from okay. the judges. And I've been guests. very jumpy. Jackson is ready to end this podcast. I haven't even told the viewers about the dream that I had last <laughs> night in which I was pregnant with a litter of kittens. But I guess I won't tell that story. Anyways, um, they got a 28 <laughs> on everything, which puts them in third. So um, uh, Raz and Mark's strategy really ended up working in their favor because Raz and Mark are still in second That's and true. Uh, Debbie and Justin are still in first. So it's anybody's game still. Well, no, it's not it's anybody's really game. It is not uh, uh, Jay and Leah's no, game. They're out. <laughs> they're done. Um, which I think is fine. I, I like to just see them as sort of supportive cheerleaders. I like how friendly they are. Yeah. Um, Very smiley. So what I was going to say is that uh, after this episode, do you feel like you've learned anything new about Australia? Um, the one thing that I've learned about Australia, and this may not apply to the whole country, but uh, Justin's mom uses the nickname Juzzy for him, which I think is super cute. And if I had any friends named Justin, 
I would definitely start calling them that, but I don't have anybody that I feel close enough to. I do, but mm. he already has like kind of a gross nickname, which is Krusty. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, not a gross nickname, but like a term of endearment. I thought it was going to be like Jizzy or something. No, but Jizzy's also a good nickname. Jizzy's for a, a really cute uh, nickname for people named Lizzie. One of yeah. my friends in high school was named Lizzie and we called her Jizzy. I'm sure she loved that. Her mom would really <laughs> love to know that. Um, so I learned about Australia. Something I'm constantly learning is that suburbs feel like suburbs everywhere. Um, and Australia is no different. Like when you're saying like they're going past the city, they're going past the beach. And it's like, shit, we're going to the suburbs. Yeah. And they all feel very sad about it. And that's how we feel in America. Yeah. Um, so I like that that's really just a universal truth. Yeah. Um, we also, of course, learned that the capital of Australia is Canberra. It is. So that's um, a good one. That's, that's a real <laughs> thing that we learned. We learned that on air <laughs> yeah. um, today. I hope that you guys enjoyed learning that with us. Um, and that is our episode. Uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Um, feel free to DM us uh, with any thoughts or feelings. I am at JWF, yeah, Y-E-A-H on Instagram. And John? I am at J-J-D-E-N-N. Please feel free to tell us any um, of your thoughts. And I would like to just um, respond to the one person who commented on, on a photo of me in a Speedo to say what happened to the podcast. Where's the say, podcast? Here it is. Um, hope you like this it really, me in a speedo. it really was the wake up call we needed. This is the wake up call. Yeah. Like to get recording again. I, honestly, it made me feel bad. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thanks listeners. And we will see you next time. Bye.